Hey, this is Bob Vila, and you're listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show. That's right, Bob. Summertime is here, and if you're anything like me, you're focused on getting your home ready for summertime cookouts and memories with family and friends. On this episode, we've got HGTV's Kelly Edwards, who's going to tell us how to get our dream kitchen. Todd Nelson, Senior Vice President of Lightstream, will share the latest trends for home improvement and smart home tech. Sean Grisbin, Head of Mortgage Originations at Chase, will let you know whether you should move or improve your current home, plus tips to make home buying more affordable. Last but certainly not least, we've got the legendary DIY and home renovation boss, Bob Vila, who will share tips to help keep the critters out. Check us out at businesslifeandcoffee.com and see how you can connect with the show. According to the National Kitchen and Bath Association, one in 10 households will undergo a kitchen remodel in 2017. Homeowners are finally getting their dream space. The kitchen is the heart of any home and it's said to be one of the smartest places to invest. HGTV's Kelly Edwards, author of the Design Cookbook, joins us today to discuss some ways we can have the kitchen we've always dreamed of. Hey there, Kelly. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I feel like I, I know you. I've, I've been watching your shows, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, awesome to finally speak with you this morning. I uh, was recently looking at your, um, your photo backsplash uh, uh, for kitchens. Um, you had a oh, there. that's... <laughs> yeah, that's fabulous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to try that. Uh, and Kelly, what's the first thing that we should consider when renovating our kitchen? You know, I always tell everyone, if you are going to focus on anything in the kitchen, you should focus on your cabinetry because obviously it's the largest and most striking feature in your kitchen. And again, like last year, gray just happens to be the most popular neutral for 2017. Hence these gorgeous gray cabinets that I actually have behind me. Now, these are the Martha Stewart Living um, Pure Style in Sharky Gray, which I absolutely love. Now, I love these because they have a great base. They're made from recycled wood. They're durable, and they also have storage. Now, these come in a variety of colors, which I love, and they are heat and moisture resistant, and they're easily wipeable. So let's say that you get a stain on your cabinet. You simply grab a damp cloth and you wipe it off, which I love. Now, they also have the hidden functionality, which is super important, which means you can hide your trash can, you can hide your recycling bins, or you can even hide your pet feeders because it has this gorgeous inlay detail. So in terms of changing out anything in your kitchen, I always say do that. Now, if you don't want to change out your cabinets because it's not your budget, you can simply change out your knobs, which is easy to do. The hardware in the kitchen is easily changeable by anybody, really. Now, I have the brush nickel here, which is from Liberty. But if you don't want to go with brushed nickel, you can simply go with chrome, you can go with gold, or you can even go with matte black, which in my opinion is trending in 2017 in everything from hardware to faucets, you name it. Yeah, my wife and I, when we bought our house, the first thing we did was change the knobs on the cabinetry. Uh, it was this um, gold color, but it looked tarnished and worn. And so we swapped it out for a nice uh, silver that gave the, the kitchen a, a nice pop of, of uh, distinction almost. And it really changed the look of the, uh, of the kitchen. Absolutely. People don't realize it's simple. It's those easy little simple things that can make a big impact in any kitchen, of course. Yeah, and it wasn't expensive at all. I think there are maybe $2 or $3 a knob or something like that. Um, I don't yeah, that's remember. perfect. Yeah. 
Now, are there certain renovations that would be DIY and some that are better left for professionals? Well, here's the deal. Now, if you're not a DIYer and you think, well, I don't know if I want to do all this myself, what I suggest to do is to go into a Home Depot store and find a trusted kitchen designer and let them help you design your dream kitchen. Now, here's the deal. In terms of the cabinets, if you're going to buy them, they can give you options. They can give you the custom cabinetry or you can do the in-stock cabinetry. Now, the thing they're both great, and Home Depot offers them both as online as well as in the store, so it doesn't matter which one you choose. Now, if you go with the customizable one, you simply don't have to walk into any expensive kitchen shop and say, hey, I need a dream kitchen. If you go to Home Depot, they can actually do it for you. Now, what I love is they have everything in Home Depot from waterfall islands to frameless to creative colors like navy. They even have some trusted brands like Thomasville Studio 1904. They have Craftmade, and they have American Woodmark. So they have some pretty reputable stuff there. Now, if you decide to go for the fully stocked, they have the Hampton Bay Shaker cabinets in satin white, which in my opinion is very classic and would work well in any kitchen. You can basically accessorize those to make them more modern, more traditional, or more transitional if you're kind of in between a little bit. And those are fully stocked, or you can go to the store. They do next-day pickup, or they can be shipped within 48 hours. So super easy, and they can help you with that. Yeah, as we're having the conversation with the different terminology here, I, I, our, our listeners might be a little um, overwhelmed at the different options. <laughs> What are some of the right questions we should be asking when we go into the store looking to update our kitchen or cabinets? Well, the thing is you have to figure out how you use your kitchen. Is it an entertaining kitchen? Is it an eat-in kitchen? Is it a kitchen that is a galley kitchen that you simply just go in and cook a few dishes? You really have to figure out the function of your kitchen and the way you want it to work. Are you a great chef or are you simply like me that basically can cook a really great macaroni and cheese and that's about it? <laughs> Uh, so you kind of have to figure out how you use it. Now, I don't need a fancy kitchen because I simply like to just get in and cook and then get out. Some people are gourmet you know, chefs that love, like, at, you know, the really fancy faucets and the countertops and the whole nine yards. So it just depends on how you use it. Those are really the questions that you need to be asking them. Like, what are the options for me based on how I live? Okay, great, great. So think about function uh, when you're looking to, to update your kitchen. Absolutely. And, you know, in terms of function, I actually have a faucet here that I really, really, really love. Now, in terms of things that you use in your kitchen, you obviously use the cabinet a lot, but what gets used most, honestly, is your faucet. So you want it to be stylish and you want it to be functional. And this, like the hardware, can change the look of your space with little money. So this one here is the Kohler Barossa Touchless. I love it because it has this high arc, which means that if you put pots in your sink, they can be easily cleaned. It has a touchless activation, which to me is the future. Um, its touchless technology is actually state-of-the-art sensor that prevents false activation, so it won't go off when you're not in the room. It's stainless steel. It has a scratch shield technology, and in my opinion, it looks gorgeous with this Kohler White Haven sink. I think they pair side-by-side side and look absolutely gorgeous together. Awesome, awesome. And you say it's the uh, tech of the future there. Uh, smart homes are, are definitely the, the new trend these days. Um, speaking oh, of my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what, are, um, what are some of the trendy or maybe unexpected ways that someone might add texture and color to their kitchen? 
So people assume that texture is only for your living room, but it's actually for your kitchen too. One way you can do that is with countertops and tile. Now, the countertop I have in front of me is a quartz countertop. It kind of mimics the look of granite and marble. It's scratch and stain resistant, and it comes in a variety of patterns, colors, and sheens. So I don't know if you can see the detail in this. It really has kind of the speckled look that adds texture to your kitchen that people normally don't think of and don't think, well, I, I'm not going to add it in my countertop. Well, of course you can because there are so many options and so many patterns to choose from. This is a great way to go. Awesome, awesome. And um, let's now there are homeowners uh, that, that are looking to do renovations, but we also have categories of, of folks that listen to the podcast, and that's, home buyers and, uh, and house flippers or real estate investors. So what should home buyers be looking for um, when they're out shopping for homes and how can they know they've got a great sturdy kitchen? Well, I think obviously, you know, a lot of the kitchens that people are running into, they're, they're, or the houses that people are buying, they're looking at these houses with the intention of actually redoing the kitchen yeah, that's and redoing the bathroom. So you, you have to be a little bit of a visionary to kind of see behind what's already there, of course, um, and always go with classic. I mean, here's the deal. If you're going to buy the house, you don't know how long you're going to have it, but I tell all my homeowners, no matter what they do, always purchase and buy things that are classic because they will always look good. And that in terms of your kitchen, when you go to remodel that kitchen of that new house that you bought, always go with classic because you are going to love it forever. Awesome. Awesome. That's great advice. So for those out there shopping for a home, make sure that you stay a little open-minded with your uh, with the kitchen in front of you because you'll probably be coming back to this podcast for ideas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. People they have to be creative. Look, look beyond whatever you're seeing when you walk into those spaces because you know what? You can make it your own. And I always say it doesn't matter what your neighbor's doing here, what's happening over here. As long as you love it and it's your space, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And for uh, for our, our flippers um, uh, listening to the conversation, which of these things we've addressed today uh, from your experience have the greatest uh, resale value or, or um, property value increase uh, when you're looking at the the grand scheme of, of updating your kitchen? Which, which brings the uh, most bang cabinets. for your buck? Cabinets? Cabinets. Awesome, awesome. Cabinets Why cabinets? The look. <laughs> Okay. So hey, are these gray? These are amazing. These gray Martha, Martha Stewart living cabinets are amazing. But the cabinets are the biggest bang for your buck in the kitchen. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. That's great to know. So uh, where can our, our listeners go for more information about everything we've talked about today? They can go to homedepot.com and everything is there for them to make their life easier. Whether you're buying, whether you're flipping, or whether you're simply a homeowner now, you can go there and find everything. Awesome. Kelly, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining the Business Life and Coffee Show. Hope to have you back for uh, for some fall renovations or or something because I know I've got to get my uh, my to do list in order for spring, fall, and all that good stuff. Sounds good. Call me. All right, we'll do. <laughs> take care. Yeah. Bye bye. Are you ready to take on your next big home improvement project? Americans are projected to spend big this year a near-record $317 billion on renovations. Baby boomers are prepping their homes for their retirement years, and millennials are finally starting to dive into large renovations. A new survey reveals the most popular makeovers and how many of us are planning to pay for it. 
Here to share the newest trends and the findings of the fourth annual Lightstream Home Improvement Survey is Todd Nelson, Senior Vice President of Lightstream. Hi Todd, how's it going? Great Joey, good morning. Good morning, good morning. So Todd, this is the fourth year of the survey. What stood out? What are some major findings this year? So a couple of the highlights that we noticed were that the plans for home improvement spending are up, up significantly this year. 59% of the people that we surveyed said they were going to tackle at least one home improvement project this year. Awesome. And um, of the projects that people are looking forward to tackling, what are some of the more popular ones that, that you see in the survey? So outdoor is uh, far and away the, the biggest category. And that would include you know, outdoor kitchens, decks. I think people are really looking to enhance their outdoor living space and take, uh, take advantage of spending more time there with friends and family. We also saw that uh, technology and home repairs, so solar, uh, putting new audio and uh, internet uh, related sort of products and services into their, uh, into their homes is also important, as well as traditional things like kitchen and bathroom remodels, uh, garages, even barns were something that we saw this year. Wow, even barns, that's exciting. Uh, that wouldn't fit in, in my backyard, but uh, that, that's awesome that people are doing the renovations there. I, um, my wife and I, we are we've a part of this big smart home technology revolution, and so we've got the uh, smart locks, the smart thermostat. Um, any details on, on, on those sort of things in the survey this year? So nearly a third of the people we surveyed were looking for those kinds of improvements. And I think uh, that, too, as you see more millennial home buyers, they're going to be attracted to those kinds of features. You know, they want that uh, wired lifestyle. They want to be able to connect to their devices, have their devices connect to their home automation services. So whether it's security cameras or uh, things like ring doorbells, they want to be able to control all of that stuff through their phone, whether they're at home or they're away at work or on vacation. Yeah, that, that, that's me to a T. I mean, it's very helpful when I'm traveling and being able to check on the home and make sure that the temperature is set so the pipes don't burst and that's all those right. things that we used to have to worry about uh, and, and wouldn't be able to address until we get home. You know, this, this new smart tech at the home makes it uh, a lot easier to get peace of mind on trips. For sure. Were there any surprising facts revealed in your survey? Well, we saw that uh, nearly 60% of the folks that we surveyed planned on paying for their home improvement projects with uh, savings. So they were going to just take money they'd saved and, and use that to fund their, their projects. And that makes sense given that a, a fairly significant number of the projects were less than $5,000. But there was a, another sort of almost full third of the folks that were planning on spending $5,000 or more. In fact, a quarter were going to spend $10,000 or more. And so as we started probing a little deeper there, people were intending to maybe use credit cards um, or look for loans. And that's really where Lightstream comes into play. So we offer an unsecured consumer loan product for people with good credit. They can apply online, get a credit decision as quickly as a few hours, and have up to $100,000 in their checking account as quickly as the same day. So the nice thing about that, there are no fees. Um, and they can use the funds for any part of their home improvement project. So it's a great product for people that are looking to you know, tackle a big project um, and not liquidate investment or savings to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, financing a, a home reno is one of the most stressful things about the whole process and, and budgeting and determining how to pay for it all. So uh, could you talk about 
the product and how it can help with maybe not only homeowners, but people that might be interested in, in real estate investing. We've got a lot of house flippers that, that listen to the podcast. Sure. Um, and you mentioned budgeting, right? So budgeting is a really huge part of home improvement. And I think a lot of times people have uh, tremendous appetites to tackle multiple projects and, and maybe get in a little bit over their head. So I think it's really important that consumers think about a budget, how much makes sense for them to spend. Uh, and again, Lightstream is a great tool. We can provide you know, the funding for their project in a way that uh, you know, gives them great value from a, a rate standpoint, but also enables them to, to purchase things that are going to sort of fit their lifestyle um, and to do so you know, on terms of up to seven years in length. So uh, it's a nice benefit there. But you have to be smart about it. You have to follow your budget. You have to be careful because it's very easy in a home improvement project to get into scope creep. Um, and you certainly don't want to find yourself, you know, stressed out because that project that you thought was fifteen thousand is now fifty thousand dollars. So you have to be, um, you know, very uh, uh, dedicated to following your budget and staying true to what makes sense for you as a uh, as a homeowner. Todd, I can tell you, those projects on HGTV they look a lot cleaner and smoother than uh, in in practice. So that scope creep is a very real thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Again, we're joined by Todd Nelson, who's the Senior Vice President of Lightstream. Todd, uh, do you have any parting thoughts for our audience about the home improvement trends this year and also where our listeners can go for more information about home improvement financing? Sure. Like, like I said, you know, starting with a budget is the best place to start. Um, you know, do your homework. Really think about you know, what you want to try to accomplish, how it's going to Im impact the value of your home. Um, and then you know, look at your options. You know, obviously, lots of the folks in our survey said that they were going to use savings or credit cards to pay for it. Um, I think unsecured lending like Lightstream offers is a great alternative to home equity, significantly faster as you can get funded as quickly as the same day. And home equity often takes you know, a couple of, of months at a minimum with a lot of paperwork. Um, you know, we saw that, that millennials um, are now starting to join the uh, home purchase category, and as they do so, they will tend to probably purchase uh, some older housing stock, which means more home improvements. Um, so if anyone's looking for information around uh, home improvement lending, certainly Lightstream.com is a great place to go. Uh, we've got great calculators and tools to help you figure out your budget. We've also got some articles around home improvement that may be interesting if you want to go to our blog. And uh, thank you for having me on today, Joey. Todd, it's been a pleasure, and we'll share some of those calculators and blogs in the show notes for today's podcast. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Should I move or improve? Buy or rent? Ahead of the busy spring home buying season, I've got Sean Grisbin here, head of mortgage originations at Chase. And he's joining us today to discuss the advantages of using a home equity line of credit to fund important life expenses, new products that help make home ownership more affordable, and last but not least, tips for buying and selling. Hey, Sean, welcome to the Business Life and Coffee Show. Thanks for having me, Joey. So let's dive right in. Homeowners have mostly refinanced because of record low rates. And we see that there's a lot of uh, questions about whether the feds raise, will raise rates and things like that. But what are the next big trends that we're seeing among homeowners now that the refi wave has passed? 
Well, rates are still pretty low historically, and that's one thing to keep in mind uh, regardless. So uh, while the refinance market has gotten a little bit lower, there's still a lot of opportunity to refi if you haven't done that yet. Uh, the purchase market is in great uh, shape. It's in full swing. Uh, when the weather gets warmer, uh, spring opens up the buying season, and we're seeing a lot of strong demand. Uh, great uh, indicators ahead of that sentiment at its highest level since 2005. And that's important because when the builders are feeling good about things, they build more. And when they build more, they provide more inventory for customers to go out and buy. And so that's a great trend in our purchase market. Uh, on the home equity side of the world, uh, this is something new because a lot of customers are not moving up as much as they used to. And we see that because they have really low interest rates and love their first mortgage payment. They still want to do things to improve their house. And the home equity line of credit really opens that option up, Joey. Uh, it really gives them the ability to tap into what's been a great improving uh, market in terms of equity gains and allow them to do things like renovate their house, uh, add a new kitchen maybe, uh, add a new pool, and also some of those longer term decisions like taking care of their college kids' education. And so home equity lines are also um, on the rise and we saw 40% growth last year, believe it or not, in that business and expect similar growth this year. Awesome. So construction is booming. People are uh, choosing between loving and listing it, and they're choosing to love and uh, renovate their home. Uh, let's back up a, a quick bit, though, for our audience. And you say that uh, interest rates are still at record lows. Why are low interest rates important for the uh, for home buying and for home refinancing? Well, interest rates are the primary driver for your home payment. And so uh, lower interest rates are always better for customers in terms of home ownership or improving their monthly payment. And if they haven't already, they should really talk to an expert and get a mortgage checkup. And we offer them in branches across the United States, as well as through our 800 number, uh, which is available online. And so uh, I really look at that as a, a good answer for one of our experts to help customers with, Excellent. because it might be a situation where uh, they have the opportunity to refinance and just didn't realize it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so folks can walk into a, a branch, um, I guess, with their mortgage statement and be able to speak with an expert who can actually sit down and explain the uh, interest rate that they have, how competitive it is, and uh, what they should do next. That's correct. Awesome. Now, you mentioned the home equity line of credit. Uh, what is it? and why should customers get one and what are the advantages of using them versus other alternatives? A home equity line of credit is a loan that allows you to keep your low payment on your first mortgage and also take advantage of the equity in your home. Uh, it acts a little bit like a credit card in that we uh, would work with the customer to determine the amount of the credit line and they would be able to draw upon it as they need it. And the flexibility really allows them to take what they need so that uh, they're appropriately investing and understanding the payment. Uh, the good news is when we qualify a customer, we actually look at the longer term, um, the ability to pay for it now and the ability to pay for it later, uh, which really puts the customer in a good position over the long haul uh, with that home equity line. It's also tax deductible uh, in most cases, which is another reason it gives you an advantage over credit card. Awesome. And is there a set percentage of uh, amount paid towards the mortgage that you would recommend an individual start looking at a home equity line of credit or uh, what are your thoughts on when I should have that conversation as a homeowner? Well, when, when the need really dictates it, to, to us, uh, home equity lines are all about purpose. And so having a reason to need the home equity line is step one 
and again, you know, new kitchen, a pool, maybe a college education, a good examples of the appropriate investments for home equity. And the best way to figure out where you stand and what you can afford is, again, to talk to one of our experts. Uh, you know, they are um, lending advisors and they provide you great advice. Uh, and I encourage uh, all of your listeners to take advantage of that. Awesome. And again, we are joined by Sean Grisbin, who is the head of mortgage originations at Chase Bank. And we're talking about the advantages of using a home equity line of credit to fund the important life expenses that you have, uh, the new products that are available to help make home ownership more affordable, and also some tips for buying and selling your home. Uh, Sean, let's uh, jump back into the questions here. And if consumers don't have funds to a to afford a down payment, how can we make home ownership uh, more possible and more practical and more accessible? Uh, what's really interesting is, you know, I think there's a notion in the market that you need 20% down to buy a home. And we recognize that not, not all customers do. And so over the past year or so, we've been working on a lot of innovative products that allow customers to put down as little as 3%. Um, in addition, home ownership is a big uh, achievement in one's life. And you really need to understand the costs associated with getting and buying a home. And so we offer a couple of different ways to do that. Again, you can talk to one of our experts. But the other thing that's available is a counseling uh, class that you can take online or in a local um, area. And when you do that, we actually provide a credit to your closing costs, which again helps with the affordability of buying a new home. Awesome, awesome. And so you mentioned a few tips, but what should people consider before actually applying for a mortgage so that they can get their affairs in order and make it as painful a process as possible? Uh, not painful. Just I'm sorry, painless. Try to do painless. painless. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> do you, painless, you know what? But, uh, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about my home uh, buying experience, and I was a first-time home buyer back in uh, 2015. And, man, it, it was pretty rigorous. Uh, it, it's absolutely worth it, and I'm a big advocate for home ownership uh, for, for everyone. Um, <laughs> but there were probably some things I could have done to make it a little less painful. So could you share with people some of those tips to uh, ease the burden a bit? Yeah, I'm happy to. <laughs> uh, the best first step is actually to check your credit score. And you can do that for free in a lot of places online. And that credit score is important because it helps to drive whether or not uh, you're in a position where your credit history supports home ownership. Um, and again, there's a lot of resources online that allow you to understand where you stand versus kind of where you need to be. Um, in addition, uh, to kind of limit the pain, uh, a good way to do that is to prep the paperwork. Uh, there is a lot of paperwork involved. We need to make sure that uh, when we give you a loan, uh, it's the right decision for you and for the bank. And we want to make sure that you're going to have sustainable home, home ownership. Uh, and so with that, gathering your W-2s, gathering your tax returns, getting your bank statements together, all those are good first steps to getting ready. And the best tip on the credit side is to try and keep your revolving balances as low as possible. Um, you know, that is a big driver in your, your credit score. And again, that's a big driver in whether or not we can help qualify you for a home loan. Excellent. Yeah, those tips would have helped a long way. Uh, it was important to make sure that the balances on my credit cards were low because that really can uh, ding you up a bit and it, it can prevent you from getting more home uh, for your value. So I uh, appreciate that advice there. Now. Sean, one of my last questions is going to be for the skeptic, skeptics that are listening to the podcast and are saying, well, you know, I'd still rather rent than buy a home. 
Um, do you have any uh, input on, on that and would you want to share any advice on whether uh, home ownership is better than, than renting? It's, it's really a personal choice, Joey, and, and you really need to get good advice. And, and this is, again, where I think we plug in really nicely uh, from an overall perspective. Uh, if renting is the best solution for you, our home lending advisors will give you that advice. And it really has a lot to do with, you know, kind of where you're at with your income, uh, what your future income growth looks like, as well as just having that down payment availability and, and being able to carry the other costs that go along with home ownership. Uh, being a new homeowner, you probably have recognized some of this. Uh, renting, you have your, your monthly rent payment. With the mortgage payment, you have your taxes, you have your homeowner's insurance. There are other things that you become responsible for that are different from being a renter. And so there's a lot of upside to being a homeowner. Obviously, uh, over the last few years with the equity growth, you would have made uh, an improvement in your equity position on your home had you bought a house. Where on the rent side, you don't really have the ability to grow equity, and it's just really a, a sunk cost every month. But it really becomes an individual decision, and that's where I, I, I would then refer people to go and get that expert advice. Thanks, Sean. And my final question, I promise, are you a coffee guy? I am not a coffee guy. <laughs> I'm one of the few one percenters. Uh, I am a, I am a, I'm an energy drink guy, if that makes anybody feel any better, though. Oh, awesome. Well, you know, I uh, fluctuate between coffee in the morning and uh, Monster Red Bull in the afternoon, so I'm a... Uh, it, it's all good over here. Well, Excellent. Sean, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today, and thanks for joining the Business Life and Coffee Show. And folks, make sure you check out, or how can people contact you and Chase for more information about the home equity loan? Uh, we encourage you to visit, visit chase.com backslash homebuyers for all this great information. Excellent. Chase.com backslash homebuyers. Well, again, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, and uh, Hope you uh, get a good uh, energy drink later on today to get you over the hump and get you ready for the weekend. We'll do it. Thanks for having me, Joey. <laughs> All right. Take care, Sean. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Great. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Now, what are the top three things we can do right now to keep our home safe from pests? Well... I always say take a good look around because if your house has any kind of cracks or holes in the foundation or where, where the wood meets the, the stone or the cement or window trim, etc., you're providing an entry point. So this is one of the key things to make sure that it's not easy for all sorts of insects, including termites, to get into the house. And then other things like standing water in the, in, in the area around your house. Most insect pests rely on having damp or uh, moist areas, plus many really serious pests like mosquitoes that might carry the, the, the Zika virus require standing water in order to um, lay their eggs and, and procreate. So you want to make sure that you're, you're getting any kind of standing water away from the house. Gotcha. So that's everything from puddles to the kids buckets outside their sand no, buckets exactly <laughs> I mean, somebody might have an old uh, spare tire leaning up against the back of the garage and and have a bit of standing water in there and it's dark and it's perfect breeding ground for mosquitoes so doing a good job of inspecting your your garden and your area and the area around the house to make sure you're not providing any kind of breeding water for the mosquitoes. Yeah, and the mosquitoes have the West Nile virus and Zika, 
And there are also uh, Lyme disease and uh, Rocky Mountain spotted fever from ticks, which uh, can really put a drag on your, on your spring and your summer. So are there any other additional tips that you recommend to limit our exposure to these during the summer in our backyards? Sure. I mean, it's regional. If, if you live in areas like Florida and, and the Gulf Coast where you're going to have a lot of mosquitoes issue, uh, issues, people are used to dealing with mosquitoes. But now that we have the Zika virus, until they come up with a vaccine, this is a very, very serious condition. And especially young families need to be on the lookout. So wear uh, an insect repellent that's at least 20% deep. That's an important thing to do. Stay covered up when you're outside, especially around dusk. Even though it's warm, find lightweight uh, fabric that you can wear, long sleeve shirts and trousers, and especially with, with the little children that want to be out you know, at the end of the day playing. Make sure they've got a little bit of protection on. And in terms of tick control, that's especially important in other parts of the country, and they carry the you know, Lyme disease and a number of other tick-borne diseases. So if you have a lot of property, you want to look into controlling some of the different uh, uh, critters that are out there. And for the tick world, the, the vector is the field mouse. So if you can look into and get information on how you can control the, the field mice in your area, that will go a long way towards preventing this. Now that's interesting. So you're saying that field mice can help you uh, find out whether or not you may have a tick problem or not? No, I'm saying that the field mice are the vectors for the ticks, and the ticks carry the diseases. So uh, if you yeah. try to control the amount of mice around your home, you're eradicating the vector. The vector means the, the carrier. Okay, uh, yeah, a yeah. Think, a lot of people think it's the deer. Where, well, the, the tick are preying on the deer, but it's the field mice that are the vectors for it. <laughs> and so if you eliminate a lot of the field mice, then you're helping to control the problem. I gotcha. I gotcha. So eliminate the carrier and you can potentially eliminate the problem. And then also wear protective clothing. If you're going out to picnic in the woods or, or in areas where you might have uh, ticks in a field, uh, just make sure you're wearing light colored khaki trousers and, and long sleeve shirts and that you wear uh, an insect repellent. Okay. And so, Bob, is there one pest that causes more damage than others when it comes to our homes? Yeah, when it comes to the house and the structure of the house, it's the termites. They cost, you know, a huge amount of money in damage. And so that's the, the, the one insect that you want to be aware of uh, if you're a homeowner or a renter. You just want to make sure that you might, you might have a, uh, a termite infestation, so be on the lookout for it. Yeah, I, I saw a stat here that said that termites alone cause more than $5 billion in damages each year. And some of these costs, they're not even covered by our homeowners insurance policies. Oh, absolutely. Insurance is not going to pay you for termite damage to uh, the wooden parts of your house. So you have to kind of be aware. If you see swarming termites this time of year, you have to deal with it. And the best thing to do is to call in the professional uh, uh, exterminator. But inside the house, you might find little piles of what they call frass. Looks like sawdust, but it's actually the termites' excrement. And they're busy working away inside uh, the, uh, the baseboard, perhaps, or the window trim. And you'll never know it unless you wrap against the side of the wood and it sounds hollow. And that's an indication that you've got termites actively uh, eating up the, the wood. 
so, you know, taking a good look at all these parts of the house are uh, the best way to prevent further damage. Okay, so we know that they're in the baseboards potentially, but where are some areas in the home where pests can be most problematic and where have you encountered hidden problems in these various projects? Well, if, if you live in, in a wooden house and uh, you're in a part of the country where, you know, you might have a lot of moisture in the spring, uh, you could find yourself with uh, damage from carpenter ants or termites in the area where the foundation uh, uh, meets the, the wooden frame of the house. So there, there can be what they call the sill or just the beginning of the stud walls there, especially if there's damp, if there's been any kind of water accumulation. And this is an invitation to uh, pests like carpenter ants. So doing a, an inspection of the house from inside the basement, if you have crawl spaces, take a look in there, and making sure that it's well ventilated and that you're preventing any moisture buildup. Those are things that you can do to prevent damage. Awesome. And so... Bob, you know home improvement better than anyone, and I've got to say, <laughs> I've, it's an honor to be talking with you because you've been on my TV ever since I've, I've been a youth, so uh, this has been amazing to have our, our interview today, but what one thing should we look for when we're uh, in springtime so that we can spruce up our home? Well, sprucing up the house is a lot easier than dealing with what we've been talking about. And I always say, you know, hey, it's time to clean the windows, make sure the screens are in good repair, and how about a little fresh paint around the front door? Uh, that's not a big job, but it brightens up the whole, the whole approach to your house. Awesome. And where can our listeners go for more information? On the web at pestworld.org. Uh, you'll find lots of information there, especially pertinent to your own community, about what you can do to prevent uh, insect damage. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLC Moments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com and our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.